1: and Welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network episode 256 goes out to my dear mother-in-law who's celebrating her birthday on Saturday so happy birthday to you and um, listeners will know uh, who this is talking because I am I actually like my my in-laws so I'm I'm not Gumby Vreeland here so thank you for uh, coming to the show and this goes out to my (laughs) mother-in-law. Yes, I am Jeff Chalks Fox, uh, the one that doesn't badmouth his family and, and in-laws <laughs> on air. Thanks for coming to the show. It's been a while, though, so uh, people who, uh, who have to dive back into the archives, if you want to hear some Gumby, uh, Gumby fun. Um, this isn't a ripping on your in-law podcast. You know sometimes it is. No, this is a MMA podcast, and this week it's a UFC pay-per-view podcast. They expect us to pay for this pay-per-view. I don't know about that. Um, well, Gumby will will tell us why. Uh, Dana White, The Dana White shield that he has, he will tell us why this is worth our 70 bucks um i should i shouldn't act like i'm i uh, i don't know how much they charge for these things should i that uh gives, <laughs> gives away something but yes um it's a pay-per-view from the t-mobile arena in paradise nevada ufc 282 is the name of it blakovich versus Ankalaev. yes they are headlining a pay-per-view with these two men so uh let's bring in the man who i've disparaged plenty in that what two minute intro it's the man known as gumby reeland hello
0: I don't see you telling people that I, I talk badly about my in-laws as disparaging. Everybody knows that. So that's, true. That, that's, that's not a disparagement by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, yeah. Um, I, I, Look, I, I think if you are somebody who looks for narratives that you, you need to see on a pay-per-view to be like intrigued by things, you're right. This pay-per-view is not worth it. If If you're looking for like five, very competitive fights that are probably hard to call the winner of, and should present some sort of level of intrigue and some level of action. Like it does that. Like it is going to give you five good fights. I, I don't see any of them as a one-sided beatdown or any of them as being like the other guy can't win. So no, you know, like it, I guess it depends on what you're looking for. It's it's worth it in some some respects and and other respects. Like. You know, you have a guy who recently lost the title against a guy who wasn't even gonna be the challenger.
1: Yep. How about household names, Dan? There's a few.
0: Patty Pimblett's household name.
1: <laughs> Darren Taylor still is, I guess, too. So yeah.
0: Yeah, Bryce um, Mitchell is becoming it. Have you yeah, um
1: for the wrong reasons, but yes.
0: I mean sometimes for some it's the, good reasons. Yeah. Have you ever seen his his uh commercial for a car dealership? No. Oh my God! I'm gonna to have to put that in the Discord while Please. we're recording. In the Discord, uh,
1: on the SGPN MMA Twitter account, put it out there.
0: All right, but anyway, it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my whole life. So uh, maybe maybe you can watch that afterwards.
1: Well, there you go. Um, yeah, well, we're we're despite this being a well matched up card, I, I agree with Gumby. Uh, our, our main main portion of the card, agree with him there. Oh, we're we're going to pick winners for you with with ease because that's just what we do around here. So we're starting things off with Mr. Bryce Mitchell, who can we just mention perhaps the best fight on the card, or at least on the, on the main portion of the card, maybe outside of the main event um, featherweights, Bryce Mitchell versus Ilya Topuria. Someone is going to lose their zero in this fight. Cause both these men have zero career losses. I'll tell you about Mitchell first thug nasty 15 and with nine submissions, six and in the UFC, one and one in the Ultimate Fighter, so there you go. He technically lost a fight. Uh, was a regional champ. Two and zero on World Series of Fighting. Used to fight at bantamweight. Three inches taller than Topuria. Inch of reach on him. Dell struck his UFC opponents by 0.89 strikes per minute. Plus 115. Ilya the El Matador Topuria. I think that means the Matador. I'm just guessing. It does?
0: Yeah. I like wow!
1: That. I got it. <laughs> He's 12-0, four knockouts, seven submissions. So he's finished everyone except one. Four and 0 in the UFC. He's won three straight fights via knockout. Used to fight at lightweight, used to fight at a bantamweight. He has missed weight before. Regional champ, three years younger than Mitchell, more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UC opponents by 0.59 strikes per minute. That's the strike differential. Minus 135. I guess I usually start the main card portions of these proceedings. I'm going to take Topuria. Um, the favorite to to beat Mitchell, I just think he's more well-rounded fighter, definitely a, a better um, better striker with more power, uh, especially over his past uh, three fights. Very skilled grappler as well, um, and he's fought a, a higher level of competition. So give me the Matador to send uh, give Mitchell his first L. Yeah, I'm
0: with you on this one. I'm taking Tupperia. Pur- yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed that the uh, the Bryce Mitchell fans of the world did not. Blow up his number because I I kind of thought this was gonna be a yeah. dog spot for Aaliyah Tapuria and I yep. was disappointed to find out it wasn't, but for all the reasons you said right like the dude hits like a truck um he, he had so that the body shot to Damon Jackson and the sound it made will will forever ring in my head because it sounded like somebody like popped a bag full of air when when Damon Jackson got you know hitting the ribs it, and it's just like. He hits so freaking hard, but also he's never been taken down. He's really good at jujitsu when he is on the ground. So, like, man, Bryce Mitchell just doesn't strike me as the type of guy who is going to be able to dominate Aaliyah Tapuria for 15 minutes. Because the other thing is, too, about Bryce Mitchell, and I feel like this needs to be noted because, you know, he is a very good grappler. He's not the best wrestler in the world he's certainly not the best wrestler in the world. His takedown accuracy is only about 52%. And in addition to that, he's not particularly strong at finishing people. I I know we like consider him this like fun submission artist because he hit that twister on Matt Salis, but like he's got one finish in six UFC fights and that includes fights against Tyler diamond and Bobby Moffitt and Charles Rosa And, and like, if he is some sort of like wizard on the mat, he should be finishing. I mean, he should be finishing Edson Barboza, right? Like he did beat up Edson Barboza and control Edson Barboza. But like, if he's a submission whiz, he should be able to finish him. So knowing that he hasn't had a lot of finishes on the mat, I just don't know that he's going to be able to spend 15 minutes with Aaliyah Tapuria and dominate for all 15 of those minutes. You know what I
1: mean by that? Yep. I, do, I see him just like, that's that's really going for takedowns and not doing very well with that because uh, I don't think he's going to like how it goes on the feet.
0: Agreed. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be really nasty for him on the feet.
1: You know, it's not nasty, Dan. Win bet. Yes. <laughs> win bet. <laughs> win, money and booster odds. Win bet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement to win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in the same game parlay. WinBet is your home with their WinBet. Build your own bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. So much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com WinBet. So they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough Winbet is available. If you or somebody, you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, we agreed on the first one. Let's see how we do on the second. Middleweights: Darren Taylor versus Dreykus. du Plessis. Yes, Darren tail still fights in the UFC. Darren, the gorilla tail, and as of now, he's hasn't pulled out of the fight yet, as of recording. So there you go. Um, that's farthest he's made it in, in quite a while um he's 18 four and one mr till 10 knockouts two submissions he's been knocked out once submitted twice six four and one in the ufc he's lost two straight fights and he's only won one of his last five uh he lost his last fight via submission which was back in september of 2021 uh he's he's not won a fight since november of 2019 so it has been a while i uh, used to fight out welterweight missed weight twice now he's a middleweight um he's a gorilla, after all uh, wasn't he going to win a belt at welterweight, win a belt at middleweight, win a belt at light heavyweight? Wasn't that the plan?
0: That's the way people like talked that. about him, for sure.
1: <laughs> he was a Muay Thai champion before this. He's been out in the UFC by 0.76 strikes per minute, plus 155. DDP depletes still knocks is the nickname. We still don't know what that means, right? I don't. No. Okay. <laughs> Why has he not been on your, on your podcast, Dan?
0: Uh, I think the time difference between where
1: I live in South Africa is difficult. I thought you're gonna say you don't speak south african
0: i uh i don't language. believe that to be a language nor do <laughs> i speak it's
1: it. correct <laughs> correct it is not and you do not speak it correct uh duplice is 17 and two seven knockouts nine submissions so he's finished everyone except one person he's been finished in both of his losses he's been knocked out once submitted once so he's gotten the distance once that's what i'm trying to say three and on the ufc it's part of a five fight winning streak he's not lost since october of 2018 he used to fight out welterweight. He was the EFC champion two times over. We have three EFC, former EFC champions on this card. Are they all like coached by the same person? Do you know? Is that why they're all showing up in the same card?
0: So I know Simon and uh, Drake to Dupleesis are. Who's the okay. third EFC champion? Third
1: one was... Dolce. Uh, Dolce champion.
0: Delta Delta champion. Yeah. yeah, he was actually a dual champion now that I think about it. He was light yes, heavyweight he was. and
1: heavyweight. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um. All right duplices also was a ksw champion so he should be nicknamed champion not still Knox, because that means nothing does uh he's an inch taller than till two inches of reach two years younger he's almost three times more active landing strikes uh in the ufc than till is he's outstruck his opponents in the ufc by 2.32 strikes per minute very nice number there Grappling stats are also better than till's minus 185 go ahead
0: uh, yeah i'm going duplices i i just oh, don't know I just don't know how much more we can trust Darren Till. and don't get me wrong. He's, you know, I, I think we kind of unfairly looking back at his two fight, losing streak here, Robert Whitaker, Derek Brunson, those are tough losses in, they largely beat him by grappling, but here's the thing. I I don't know that Duplices couldn't beat him that way. You know what I mean? Like I, I think Duplices could almost beat him that way. And he, he went toe to toe on the feet with Calvin Gastelum in his other fight. And and Calvin Gastelum, by a lot of people's count, beat him, uh, which is not a pretty thing as far as your striking goes. Like, you shouldn't be losing a striking battle to, to Calvin Gastelum. Uh, but Drake is too pleased to, in addition to that. He hits so hard. He's faster. He's younger. He's going to be the more polished guy because I, I just don't know what this layoff means for Till with all of these injuries and the mix-up and training. And he's been training 950 different places Yeah. Give give me the consistency of duplicis. And, uh, I, I think he gets done here.
1: Yeah. I'm obviously taking DDP as well. Yeah. Till you can't trust him until you see what he, uh, he looks like in the cage. I'm probably down playing his, his whole career and how good he is, um, more than I should. So maybe he'll make me pay for these words, uh, come Saturday, but, um, yeah, Depleis is really good though. He's not like he's coming in uh, with a 2 up fight. He's fighting someone that's bigger, younger, better striker, better grappler, a finisher. Um, there's a lot of guys. Uh, most most guys I would pick Deplaces to beat in the uh, in the middleweight division. So, um, especially a, a Dusty, Rusty, Darren Till. So I like kind of like his number too. Minus 185 for Deplaces. Not not too shabby. No, it's not terrible. We shall see if it shows up later in a recommended place. We shall see. All right, this fight is a catchweight fight, because it is a very much a last-minute fight. 180 pounds. Alex Morono versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Um, we'll tell you about the great white Morono first. 22 and 7 with one no contest, six knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out twice. He's taking this fight in five days' notice. He's 11 and 4 with one no contest in the UFC. He's won four straight and five of six. He's not lost a fight since December 2020. He was the legacy FC champion before. Used to fight at middleweight. 20 times his pro MMA debut. Four years younger than Ponzinibbio. Striking stats are in his favor over He has outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.35 strikes per minute, plus 155. And he is filling in for an injured Robbie Lawler. Um, Ponzinibbio, the Argentine dagger or Gente Boa? means what i can't remember what that means again
0: good good man
1: yeah what's with all these good guys good men golden boys
0: huh. something like that yeah yeah i'm gonna get to the end of it
1: all right he's 28 <laughs> and 6 ponzinibbio 15 knockouts 6 submissions he's been knocked out three times 10 and 5 in the ufc he's lost two straight he's won one of his last four he went 4-0 on the ultimate fighter 2008 was his MMA debut he's inch taller inch of reach on morono plus two three strikes per minute so he's out struck his UFC opponents by 0.23 strikes per minute um over his career. He's got better grappling stats than Morono minus 185. Intern on it? Yeah it means good person. Okay. Yeah, are you picking a good person or are you picking the great white here? It's your you're leading off on this one, homie. Oh that's right. All right. I'm taking <laughs> I'm going against my stats, Dan. Uh that that's they don't pick short notice fighters. Short notice fighters are only winning 37% of the time over the past couple of years, and 31% of the time this this year. But despite that, I'm, I'm taking Alex Morano. I especially like it that I'm getting dog money here. The fact that it's a higher weight uh, than 170 uh, means he it's it's going to favor him because uh, means he is not going to be able to cut, not going to have to cut all the way down to 170. So that's a plus. He's younger than Ponzinibbio. That's a plus. Uh, he's on a nice streak. That's a plus. Bonsoniemu just hasn't looked the same since he came back. He missed what Sat out from the end of 2018 to early 2021. Since that time, he's gone one and three. He just not looked like the top contender he was before that huge layoff. So give me Murano and the plus money. And hopefully he's one of the 30% uh, of the people that pull through in these situations.
0: Yeah. So first of all, I would say... I I really did think about taking Alex Murano here, but I'm not going to. Oh, and, I thought you were. And, you know, I really thought I was going to, too. Uh, in fact, even if you asked me this morning, I was taking Alex Murano. But the more and more I thought about it, the, the short notice worries me. And it worries me in a couple of different ways. Um, obviously, the, the short notice is, is always an alarm. The fact that he can't make the way. Uh, also kind of an alarm because I'm, I'm wondering, you know, what he would have had to cut, what, what he is still going to have to cut and all of that kind of stuff. And and here's the other thing about Murano is like Murano is a guy who tries to put a pace on you and tries to wear you out and tries to like, you know, go toe to toe with you and make you fight a dirty, gritty fight. I mean, if you look at that fight with Sam Ellsberger that he won, You know, he he threw 100 plus punches and and grinded against the cage with Sam Millsberger. And, you know, you could say the same thing with his fight with Mickey Gall. He really wore Mickey Gall out. But the problem is, is now he's fighting a guy in Ponzinibbio who, first of all, has pretty good cardio. You look at that fight with with Michelle Pereira. he, He arguably won that fight. I mean, it was a split decision with Michelle Pereira, which is, you know, nothing to be ashamed of at this point in time. I scored it for Pereira, that being said. But like there's there's no problem with scoring that fight for Ponzinibbio at the end of the day. And it, he won the last round. That's the fact of the matter. He definitely won the last round and maybe the second. So he gets better as it goes. And now you're telling me he doesn't have to cut the last 10 pounds. A guy who hits like a truck now doesn't have to cut weight as much as more. Like, I, I actually think it's a benefit for Santiago Ponzinibbio that this comes in at 180, not a benefit for Murano. So the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I decided, yeah, I, I think I got to go chalkier.
1: Well, there you go. Now you've heard both sides of the argument here. Um, this is like another Freaky Friday situation. Dan, you're being me, and I'm being you. I'm going against my stats, and you're you're leaning into them. So.
0: Yeah, it, they seem right this time, though. And I'm taking the underdog
1: <laughs> too for Crownet Lab. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We
1: we shall see come Saturday night. All right, co-main event. It must be co-main event time. Jared Gordon's in it, right? He's, Jared Gordon's a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> I no, I, I enjoy Jared Gordon. He's just he's not a pay-per-view co-main eventer. That's all. Then you have lightweights, Paddy Pimblet. Is he really a co-main eventer at this point? Not based. I think off he's him. a.
0: He's if you put him on a fight night card, he's a main eventer.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, Paddy Pimblet versus Jared Gordon. Obviously, Dan is a big Paddy Pimblet fan, um, as as longtime listeners know. Um, all right, Flash Gordon first, 19 to five, six knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once, so he's been finishing all of his losses. Seven and four in the UFC. He's won four of his last five, including his last fight. He used to fight at featherweight. He's missed weight twice. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Right. 2011 was his pro MMA debut. He's got striking stats are in his favor over pimblet, and he's more active landing strikes as well. He's got a very good strike differential in the UFC. 2.42 strikes per minute. He outstrikes his opponents. Plus 210. Patty the Batty, pimblet, a.k.a. Owen Hart. 19-3 six knockouts nine submissions he's been submitted one time three and all in the ufc all via finish it's part of a five fight winning streak he's not lost since september 2018 he was a cage warriors champion also was a regional champion he's fed at featherweight and bantamweight hard to imagine now um the way he balloons uh, up after after each fight he's missed weight twice in the past um as just like gordon 2012 was his pro may debut he's got an inch of height five inches of reach. On Gordon, seven years younger, he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.19 strikes per minute. Grappling stats are better than Gordon's, uh, minus 260. Now it's your turn. Uh, Jerry Gordon. Yeah, I figured. Jared, I figured you'd do that you like you hate Paddy it,
0: But it's it's not even it's not even that I hate Patty Piblet. Do I think the shtick is kind of annoying? For sure, I think the shtick's kind of annoying. But like the fact of the matter is, is like I do think we are wildly conflating how good this guy is. Do you do you want to guess his takedown accuracy off the top of your head? Did, Probably not very good. Twenty-eight percent, man. Twenty-eight percent. It's atrocious. And not for anything. He he isn't good at defending takedowns either. You know, like he, he's coming off of that fight with Jordan Levitt. Jordan Levitt went three and nine. Okay, maybe not the best percentage ever for Jordan Levitt. Do you know what Jordan Levitt did against Trey Ogden? First of all, do you do you know Trey Ogden? Yes, I do. Okay. Do you know what he did against Trey Ogden? Tell me, Dan. What did oh, he do? 0-3. Oh, 0-3 oh, he w- did against Trey Ogden. He could not take Trey Ogden down. He took Patty Pimblett down three times. You know, he he could not barely take down Matt Sayles. You know, he had to have Matt Sayles take him down to wind up being on the top. So, like, you're telling me now that he's, you know, we've got him going into a fight against Jared Gordon, who is – Pretty damn good on the mat, you know. Like you take away that fight with with Grant Dawson, who took him down a bunch of times. Jared Gordon defends a takedown very well, and Jared Gordon's not bad on top. He took down Chris Fishgold a bunch of times and in ground and pounded him out. So like, could Patty Pimblett wind up on top here and wind up getting a finish? Maybe, but like, I don't trust his hands enough to pick him to win a striking match here. I don't think his grappling's good enough here for me to think that like. Jared Gordon isn't a massive step over Jordan Levitt or Luigi Vendramini, So like, yeah, I, I think if, at the very least here, Jared Gordon gives him one of the most brutal fights he's ever been in.
1: Yeah, this is definitely a big step up, up for him. He's He's been given pretty easy matchups, very easy matchups so far over the UFC. I'm not impressed by him at all. Just like you, I'm still picking him here. Uh, I don't think he should be minus 260. Uh, I'm going to take um, I'm taking him he, big size advantage and, and youth advantage, which matters at at the lower weight classes. Um, I think he's better than Alex uh nah. What's his name again? Flash Gordon. Uh I think he's better than him, but he's not minus two sixty better than him. So I, I wouldn't be shocked in the least if Jared and Gooden. Gooden Gordon Gooden got cut. Jared Gooden <laughs> got cut. Jared Gordon. Um wouldn't be shocked at all if Jared Gordon uh reigns on the paddy the Baggy parade, but I'm picking Pimblet anyhow. I'm just not making a recommended play, that's for sure. So all right, main event, light heavyweight, championship. Jan Ablakovich, the former champ versus Megamed, Ankalaev, another fighter that Dan used to hate. I don't think you hate him quite as much now, right?
0: I don't think I ever hated him. Or I you just were don't... annoyed
1: by him or something.
0: I don't think I believed in the hype quite right, the way right, other right. people do. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like Pimlet. Maybe Pimblet will win you over too.
0: Yeah, and and at least with with Pimblet, Pimblet, there's like a little bit of like can't stand the shtick. There isn't really a shtick with Magomed ankle. No. nope. And uh,
1: uh, let me see. What can I tell you? Who should I tell you about first? How about Blackov- Blackovitz first? Twenty nine and nine, nine knockouts, nine submissions. Been knocked out twice, submitted twice. He is twelve and six in the UFC. He's gone six and one over his last seven fights. He won his last fight via TKO injury. Um. Used to be the champion, as I said. Was also the KSW champion. Also a Muay Thai champion and a grappling champion. He His nickname should be champion. 2007 was his pro MMA debut. He's got three inches of reach on Ankolaev. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.78 strikes per minute. His grappling stats are better than Ankolaev's as well. Plus 225. Megamed, Ankolaev, 18-1, 10 knockouts. He's been submitted one time. The only time he's lost 9-1 in the UFC. He lost his debut in his 1-9 straight Won his last fight via TKO. He's not lost since March of 2018. Was a regional champ. Inch taller than Blakovich. Nine years younger than him. Striking stats in his favor over him. He's struck his UFC opponents by a strike and a half per minute. Minus 280. Um, as I wrote, I think this line is a little screwy. I'm taking Anka I don't think he should be a minus 280 favorite here. Um, way younger which matters Blakovich is really getting up there in years plus in uh, wear on and tread on his tires. He's had twice as many fights uh, just in MMA alone. And then um, the neck not counting all the other things that Tochi also is a champion on um, I'll, I'll take the younger fighter, um, more powerful striker, better striker, all this Polish power that uh, Blachowicz claims to have really doesn't uh, pan out. He's got nine knockouts in what, uh 38 fights so yeah there is not much power there really Anklev is, is is a more powerful striker um and he is my pick yeah
0: so th- first of all that's just fundamentally not true uh he he's not a more powerful striker in any stretch of the imagination um his only like standing knockouts are against like Ian Kudalaba or Marcin Procneo. uh and, and any other of his his finishes are all grounded punches um, for the most part, like Magomed Ankalaev is not, I don't think, powerful on the feet, and certainly not more powerful on the feet than Jan Blankovic. And oh, yeah, you're you
1: biting into the Polish power nonsense.
0: Well, I, I'm not saying he, he's like some ungodly strength on the feet, but like you know, you you mentioned he, he didn't have very many knockouts in his career, but that's because if you go back and you look at the early parts of his career, he was a grappler. He, he was a guy who won by rear naked choke, like seven or eight times in a row or something like that. But like, if you look at all of his knockouts in the UFC, all of them are insane power. It's a body kick that just crumpled Ilir Latifi. It is a, you know, left hook that made Luke Rockhold's head turn all the way around. It's a right hook that dropped Corey Anderson in an absolutely brutal way. You know, like what he did to Dominic Reyes is vicious. And, At the end of all of this, too, I think we're forgetting that, like, this is most likely going to be a striking match. This isn't like one of these guys has, like, a huge grappling advantage over the other guy. Because I know his last name ends in O.V. or A.E.V. in this case. uh, Yeah, yeah, A.E.V. And and that automatically means that we assume he's a grappler. He's not a great grappler, you know, apart from, you know, takedown against Tiago Santos. This is a dude who went one of four against Voken Ozdemir, who is, I personally don't think of as being all that great of a grappler. You know, he went three of nine against Nikita Krylov and got taken down by Nikita Krylov. I actually think that if you wound up seeing anybody score a takedown in this fight, it might be Jan Blankovic. The guy who took Israel Adesanya down flawlessly as much as he wanted to. He actually had a higher success rate in taking down Nikita Krylov and he submitted Nikita Krylov, which Magomed Ankalaev didn't do. So, yeah, like, I, I'm going to dispute the idea that Ankalaev somehow has more power on the feet. I do think that's just categorically false. <sighs> um, and in addition to that, I, I think Blankovic just dominates on the feet here.
1: How many head kick and punches uh, does uh, Ankalaev have to have on his resume? He's what?
0: What does he got, one?
1: <laughs> no, Prochnio, head kick and punches. Dolcha front kick and punches. Kudalaba, head kicking punches, Kudalaba, KO punches. Just, so, no, so punch yeah, kid. you're right. He did knock out Ian Kudalaba like three times in a row, <laughs> but still, yeah, that's true. And one, that those, and one of those, he's green. He gets, when he gets mad.
0: And one of those, by the way, Ian Kudalaba wasn't out. He was still throwing punches and the ref stopped it. That's why they, like, that's why they fought again. Yeah. That's why they fought again. Despite the fact it didn't feel like they fought again. Um, And, and I don't know if you've noticed on Ian Kudalaba's record, not a lot of good things happening <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, so you're picking Black at plus two twenty five. Oh, Gumby. I'm, fu- I'm fundamentally wrong, oh, everyone. remember this comes. I'm Saturday not night. saying,
0: look, I'm not saying he can't win. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying your statement about him being a more powerful striker is false.
1: Uh, well, <laughs> we'll have to get punched by both men, and we'll see. okay? <laughs> you you go first. <laughs> all right. So the picks, Gumby's got Blackovit. I got Nikolaev. I have Pimblet, He has Gordon. He has Ponzinibbio. I have Morano. We both agreed on Duplices. We both agreed on Tapurio. So a lot of dissension, dissension on this. you basically, it's good. You're getting both sides of, of the argument on, on uh, for those fights. You choose who, who you agree with. If you want to know our, our yearly stats, just you know hit me up, and I, I can tell you who's who's uh, leading with uh, most correct picks. And yeah, most ask, this year ask him. And ask him about as the well.
0: last couple of months while you're at it.
1: Do that as well. All right, you ready for a <laughs> recommended place? Yeah, I'm I'm ready for yours. Yeah. You want you want <laughs> me to start or you want to start? Um I always make uh, you start. I can start I mean I could, yeah, I could I could start. I can start. I'm gonna okay, start
0: go. by taking the to Tapuria money line. Oh okay, okay. uh negative 135. I like okay. that one for uh, we'll say of my imaginary hundred bucks, I'll take that one for thirty.
1: Thirty Tapuria one thirty five. All right, got it. Um boom 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 what I said, Oh, to places. I like to place this, number, uh, 30 on DDP money line minus minus one eighty five. And you said 30. Yep. Please. And thank All you. Right. I'm going to take,
0: uh, I'm going to take 20. I'm going to take 25 bucks and put it on Jan Blankovic. Dude,
1: <laughs> you you're such a jerk.
0: I dude, I think he's going to yeah. knock him out. I, you know what? I was going to say like, Hey, uh, you know, and, and if you guys are at home and you had a good night and you get to the main event and yeah. you're thinking to yourself, like, mm, how can I make this Jan Blankovic fight a little juicier? His KO prop is plus 550. Just saying.
1: Yeah, the numbers are really skewed in this fight. Like, um, definitely the if you're if you're a better who goes for value picks, he, he's definitely he's definitely the pick in, in that fight. Even money line plus 225 or or the knockout line because he's got Polish power after all. All right. um. My next recommended play will be no, that's too too big. I try not to do dogs. Um, I like Salvador minus two fifteen over da Silva. Give me um, twenty five on that.
0: All right, uh, I'm gonna go next to a, a prop I like. So I, I like. You know, I mentioned already, I like Jared Gordon in this fight and I like Jared Gordon quite a bit. I believe you quoted me somewhere right around plus 200, which I think already, yeah, 210. That's a great price already. But here's the fact of the matter. Jared Gordon, not finishing a lot of dudes lately. In fact, all five of his last, six of his last wins have come by decision. So I'm going to take Jared Gordon, but I'm going to tell you to prop it up by getting a decision in here by doing that. You're taking plus two ten and you're turning it into plus four fifty. So if you're betting on Gordon in the first place, you might as well bet him on decision. And I'm gonna take twenty bucks on that.
1: All right, um, I will take another twenty five on Papuria money line as as gonna be good earlier. Okay, and what? Do you, how much did you want on that? Twenty five on that, please. I'm having All trouble right. finding plays I really like this week, but
0: oh, I got a little drawn. I've got too many that I like. Well, you can give me some then. So, I uh, like so I, I'm this next one, I'm going to split into two. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to give you both of them at the same time. Cause it's two right. plays on the same exact fight. I'm going to take Jay Perrin and I'm going to put a little on his money line to start. So I'm going to start by putting 10 bucks on his money line, but instead of putting everything I was going to put on his money line, which was just 15 bucks, uh, I'm going to take 10 on his money line. And then I'm going to sprinkle in there five bucks on him to win by submission. Uh, I could definitely see Raul Rosas giving up a position he shouldn't give up. I think a lot of people forget that when Jay Perrin was on the regional scene, the dude was like a submission wizard. You know, he's got like tons of rear naked chokes on his record. And if he just, I mean, if he just tires Raw Rosas out or, you know, just does what he's supposed to do, keeps good positions, gets the choke late, the, the submission finish for Jay Perrin is plus 1200. Uh, so I'm just Ooh. gonna put yeah I'm just gonna put five bucks on him plus twelve hundred there too because now if if he wins it covers the loss of of missing out on the submission and if he hits the submission it, it you know it pays a huge amount
1: it sure does all right um I've got twenty left let's put the last twenty on um boom 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 all right let's let's put the last twenty on Shabazian. I'm counting on him uh, bouncing back. Even if, like as we said on yesterday's episode, even if, if he doesn't fully bounce back, I think he's should be able to beat Dolce regardless. So I know it's minus 305, but I will put 20 bucks on Shabazian. Uh, not the sexiest of lines. All right, Gumby. He's got Tapuria money line. Oh, uh, hang Kovic. on, I
0: still got oh, 10 bucks. Yeah, money
1: left? Oh my your, gosh.
0: Your math, your math good. isn't very good. Uh, yes. but but yeah, I still got 10 bucks left. I'm gonna throw that on one more uh, fun prop. I like. I like Stephen Koslow's submission line. Uh, in fighting on the curtain jerker against Cameron Simon, six and zero oh, with six submissions, and for some reason I can get a submission line at plus seven hundred. So give me my last ten bucks on a uh, submission from the submission specialist.
1: Ooh, if some of these come through, finally Gumby's gonna be laughing us out of here. All right, so gumby has got Tapuria money line, Blakovich money line, Gordon money line, Perrin money line, and Perrin to be a sub, two separate picks. And then Coswell. Gordon by decision,
0: by the way, Gordon by decision.
1: Oh, right. I'm sorry, Gordon by decision. Yeah, that made it, that juiced it up for you a bit. All right, Gordon by decision. Plus 450. And then um, yeah, uh Perrin decision. No, uh, Perrin to win, and then also Perrin to win via sub, two separate bets, and then Coslow via sub. My picks are DDP, uh, Dreykes Duplices, Moneyline, money line, Tapuria moneyline, Salvador money line, Chabazian money moneyline. Now time for our hungry man Jong Superfan Partly.
0: So uh in the End of the prelim show, we talked about two guys who who we liked their knockout chances. So I'm going to take both of them on the knockout props. Billy Quarantillo, uh, we mentioned, you know, he's got a couple of recent knockouts. Alexander Hernandez's chin hasn't looked real great. He'll be coming down a weight. Even if he's not necessarily getting the, like, big one-punch knockout, I totally could see him just getting, like, a TKO ground-and-pound finish here. Uh, so right now, Billy Q by KO plus 330. Um, so I'm going to pair that together. With Chris Curtis's money or uh, Chris Curtis's KO line, uh, which is coming out at plus 275. So you got plus 230, plus 275. Um, Put those two together, you're going to get plus 1534. I think there's a good chance both of those score knockouts.
1: All right. Billy Q and Chris Curtis via knockout. Take those two. You win plus 1534. That's some big money, and it's sure to hit. It's just bound to hit. All right, um, that's it for us. We'll be back in your Sunday to recap UFC and Bellator and whatever else we feel like talking about. Until then, make sure you get in our Discord and you can chat about all the all the action and all the picks. Uh, slash discord on Twitter. SGPNMMA. Gumby runs that account. He's also at Gumby Vreeland. I am at Jeff Fox Writer. All the writings on various sports and everybody else's writings on various sports are at Sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, enter my pickem contest and read my MMA writing. Subscribe to my Substack at moneymma.substack.com and listen to Gumby's Top Turtle MMA podcast this week. He's got Billy Quarantillo and he's got Jay Perrin. Yes, you got it, Jay Perrin. <laughs> so there you go. um Yeah, like I said, we'll be back on Sunday. Thanks for listening. Gumby's gonna take you home. All right, I'm Dana Gumby Vreeland. He's still not Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Sunday.